Over 200,000 of the homeless people in the United States of America are women and girls. The most needed and understocked item in homeless shelters, feminine hygiene products. Joy Road Media is proud to tell you about the Clean Love Project. The Clean Love Project's mission is to help women and young girls feel clean, loved, and empowered by distributing clean love kits to alleviate their hygiene needs. Go to thecleanloveproject.org to find out how you can help. The Clean Love Project focuses on the Metro Detroit area, but it also distributes kits worldwide. If you are a female in need of a clean love kit, go to thecleanloveproject.org and request one today. Joy Road Media is a proud supporter of the Clean Love Project at thecleanloveproject.org. Mike Bobbitt, as always, here with my lovely ex-girlfriend, <laughs> fiance, who I broke up with, to get married to, my wife, Allison Bobbitt. And Allison, you made me watch my best friend's wedding, and I don't know why. <laughs> What's your history with this movie? My best friend's wedding came out in 1997. Mm-hmm. So you were a mere 15 years old. I was. Um, so I was like a freshman, sophomore in high school. And I honestly remember loving this movie. I thought it was super fun because, and I'm, and I'm going to stick by this part, the opening title sequence was so cute where it's the bride and the bridesmaids like lip syncing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I do remember being immediately charmed by that. And now that I'm thinking of it, I feel like that was done because Julia Roberts' character is so awful. (laughs) They're like, we need to get people to like something about this movie when it starts because she's terrible. Um, And then I also really liked the restaurant sequence where they all sing forever and ever and ever, you know. That was the only scene I was familiar with. So that was super fun. And then uh, I actually liked Cameron Diaz in this. Because I think she does a good job of hysterically crying, like going back and forth between crying and laughing. And She's uh, so much better in this than she was in that other piece of shit you made me watch. (laughs) Yes. I think Cameron Diaz is very, very likable in this. Because she's just very sweet. Um, I don't think she's, there's something about Mary good in this, but I think she is good in this. She is good in this. And I do remember at the time liking Julia Roberts' character in this and kind of rooting for her. and That baffles me. Being a little bit sad that they didn't end up together, but still kind of getting why they didn't. But on the rewatch, holy shit, she's the worst. And no, like the fact that he even still wanted to be her friend at the end. I'm like, um, I'm sorry. She is terrible. He really forgives her very quickly. And literally the only thing she does is help him find his fiance so that she will still marry him yeah like that's it 
That's the only nice thing she does. There's nothing redeeming about her character. There's nothing likable about her character. I think this banked heavily on the charm of Julia Roberts as a superstar at the time. And maybe it's just because she isn't really a superstar anymore. But holy shit, she was fucking unbearable in this movie. The thing I liked most about this movie... (laughs) uh, in spite of everything that you said about me earlier today, mm-hmm. um, that if you die before me, I'm going to marry a man. Not true. But <laughs> my favorite part of this movie is by far Rupert Everett. Yeah, he's hilarious in this. I was trying to remember, like, why is Rupert Everett not really a big thing anymore? And I think when he became best friends with Madonna, mm-hmm. For some reason, maybe that turned people off of him. Like, he's the godfather to her kids. And they were, you know, like, super, super close. But, Mm -hmm. man, like, he's really funny in this. He He is really funny. And he's the voice of reason. Where he's like, Jules, you're being ridiculous. Like, you've missed your chance. He's not going to pick you. Stop scheming. Yeah. Like, he's the only one who, like, has a level head in this entire movie. Dermot Mulroney is terrible in this movie, too. Yeah, he's He's not. the best friend. Mm-hmm. The titular best friend. Yes. And, like, he's so flirty with Julia Roberts. And all he ever does, apparently, in his relationship with Cameron Diaz is talk about how great Julia Roberts is. The only time that he says anything about the two of, like... Where he talks about an experience between he and Kimmy is after Kimmy has caught the two of them kissing and she's disappeared and he goes to the train station to try and find her. He tells the story of how he proposed. Yep. And that's like the only charming story between the two of them. Cameron Diaz does have a very fun and kind of and pretty charming karaoke scene. Where she doesn't like karaoke bars because she can't sing, which she cannot. No, and she does her own singing. And she does her own singing in this. Um, and it's like, I can't sing. Mm-hmm. And her singing is bad enough that I could even tell, wow, this is really bad. Yeah, she she cannot sing. And I think it is fantastic that she did her own singing in this um, because she has to stand up and sing. In front of a huge karaoke bar, and she's just singing directly to Michael. And it's very charming because she's so out of her comfort zone, but she's doing it because she's giving it her all and it it wins over everyone in the bar. Yes. And it's so lovely. And that's really the only time that I feel like there's a lot of affection between the two of them because the whole rest of the movie, I feel like he's Dermot Mulroney keeps looking at Julia Roberts like he's jealous or pining for her. Yeah. The scene that you were talking about when he talks about how he proposed to Cameron Diaz is the only time his focus is actually on her, aside from the karaoke scene. Mm -hmm. Like, aside from those two moments in the movie, his focus is mainly on Julia Roberts. Mm -hmm. I liked M. Emmett Walsh in it, too. He plays Dermot Mulroney's dad. He has, a, he has a nice little solo in the restaurant song sing. Yeah. Uh, in the restaurant sing-along. And um, Christopher Masterson is also in this as 
Dermot Moroni's little brother. Yeah, he he's sort of like a, a high on and has like his buddies and at the wedding at the end they suck helium and yeah. they sing because uh, the tennis court is full of fucking balloons. Right, they sing. Uh, Annie song by John Denver mm-hmm. and uh, John Denver died shortly after the movie was released. Mm, coincidence. Yeah. Oh, I, co- I <laughs> completely forgot this connection too. Uh, Cameron Diaz and Rupert Everett were together in Shrek. Oh yeah, they are. Yeah. I'm just going to do like a very brief synopsis. Julia Roberts best friend is Dermot Mulroney. They've been friends since college. They dated in college for like a month, but they ended up just, deciding well she broke up with him and they just have been best friends ever since but they you know she lives in new york he's in chicago um she's a food critic he's a sports writer they make a pact at one point that if they both turn 28 and they haven't married that they'll marry each other so he calls her just before she turns 28 and says guess what i'm getting married and that's when she realizes that she's been in love with him this whole time and she can't let this wedding go on. So she... I like, too, that George Rupert Everett says, do you love him or do you just... Want to win. Yeah, want to win. And she says, well, at first I just wanted to win. But now I realize I do love him. And yeah. even that scene, you're like, no, you don't. Yeah. You just want him to love you. Mm-hmm. You just don't want anybody else to be who he loves that's all it is one of the truly awful things that she does is so he has this job that requires him to be on the road a lot but he loves it so she because she's going to pick up his future father-in-law from his you know billionaire business she's like hey can i make some phone calls in your office and she goes in there and she writes an email on his laptop to send to his boss to say please fire my future son-in-law so that he'll take a job at my company my daughter's every happiness depends on it. And she's like, I'm not going to send it. I just want Michael to see that he's written it. So she's, you know, makes up an excuse to come to the office later. But it ends up getting sent out by his secretary because he's like, oh, I drafted a bunch of emails. Will you send those out? So the night before the wedding, Michael's boss is like, I can't believe I'm doing this. But your future father-in-law sent me this. And she doesn't immediately tell him that it was her. Right. She lets him call his fiance and accuse her of something that she knows that Kimmy has no idea about and neither does her father. Yeah, she has so many opportunities to do the right thing and she does not. It's it's no. ugh. the only time that she takes an opportunity to do the right thing is after she confesses her feelings, kisses him, Kimmy sees them, and Michael chases Kimmy. Mm-hmm. And she's kind of caught. The only reason that she confesses anything is because she gets caught. I mean, it's not like there aren't good parts to this movie. Like I said, you know, there are some good scenes. Yeah, there are enough things besides Julia Roberts in this movie that end up making the movie overall enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Uh, but man, the... Like the sisters. Yeah, the, the sisters uh, played by... Uh, Rachel Griffiths and uh, Carrie Preston Mm -hmm. from Six Feet Under and True Blood, respectively. Mm -hmm. Carrie Preston is married to Michael Emerson from the show Evil that I was watching with my mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he is so fucking good in that. Which one is? Is he the. um... He's the guy who basically works for the devil. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. That's her husband? Yeah. He's so good in that. Yeah. 
And in the very first Saw movie, mm-hmm. he's the red herring who you think is yes, the Jigsaw who you think killer. Is Jigsaw, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, they just seem like a really cute acting. That's couple. adorable. Yeah, Rachel Griffiths is so funny in this. There's so there's a scene where you know it's towards the end and things are kind of up in the air whether or not the wedding's going to happen or not. But there's this big brunch on the family's estate or fucking whatever, and. Julie Roberts' character has to call and be like, hey, is Kimmy, Kimmy called there? And um, Carrie Preston answers the phone and she's like, oh, she must have slipped out during all the commotion. And she's like, what commotion? is?" She's like, well, my sister was licking an eye sculpture and she got stuck. And she's like, how is that a commotion? And she's like, well, it's an eye sculpture of the David. <laughs> and then it just cuts, like hard cuts to the back of an eye sculpture and Rachel Griffith stuck to the crotch area just screaming have you ever seen muriel's wedding yes i have oh damn i would have loved to have put that on the it's list it's a good movie it's a great movie um it's yeah it's uh rachel griffith and um using her australian accent well <laughs> for an, once it's an australian it's an movie. australian movie yeah. but i mean you know yeah it's a uh, her and um tony the, collette yeah the great tony collette the amazing in Tony a, like pretty much their first movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was like their first big movie. Oh, they're so good in that. They are so good in that. So the cousins are fun. They always like match, which mm-hmm. I think is hilarious. I'm like, they're adults. But I and they harmonize perfectly when they sing. They do. A- another thing that I did appreciate about this movie was I realized more so than any other romantic comedy that um, Rebel Wilson movie. Um, Isn't it romantic? Romantic, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Rebel Wilson movie, Romantic. Isn't it romantic? I just said it is. No, oh my God, don't do this to me right now. The name of the movie is, Isn't It Romantic? It is romantic. Oh my God. Are you doing a bit right now? What? <laughs> you keep saying romantic. Yeah. But you're missing the first part of the title. Romantic. Row? And scene. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. I waited 23 hours to do that to you. We have a rule, no bits in bed. And I couldn't remember the name of the movie yesterday. And then you told me and I was like, ooh, I hope I remember tomorrow when we record. And I did. (laughs) How dare you? But yeah, this is pretty much the movie that isn't it romantic parodies. Yes, very much so. Karaoke scene, Mm -hmm. wedding, like all At the big estate. Yeah. Yeah. Gay best friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's a great parody. <laughs> yeah. It's very funny. As great as Rupert Everett is in this and, uh, you know, the supporting cast, if it came down to seeing this or Isn't It Romantic, I highly recommend seeing Isn't It Romantic. Um, Some funny things that I noticed on the rewatch. Um, Julia Roberts, when she shows up at the brunch to be like, Michael, why the hell are you here? Why is the wedding called off? Is wearing two pairs of sunglasses. Yeah. <laughs> one pair on her head and one pair on her face. I'm like, what? and then they keep moving from like her face to like being tucked in her shirt to being on top of her head. I'm like, why does she have two pairs of sunglasses? Yeah. It's such a bizarre move. I mean, I get it because. Because uh, you have 90 pairs of glasses running around yeah. this house because you can yeah. never find them. It's funny, too, because that's listed as a goof on IMDb, but it's clearly not a goof. It's just a character choice. Yeah, I feel like it was like a she was, you know, so frazzled. She just grabbed two 
mm. pairs of sunglasses. You also noted that um, even though it's a Sunday, there was no traffic in Chicago yeah. when they were driving around. And there's also a game. Like, there's a game. Yeah. That is going on, and there's no traffic in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, that movie magic. Movie magic. It really bugged me because there was perfect cinematography for what could have been like a really great moment. Dermot Mulroney and uh, Julia Roberts are on a uh, boat tour Mm -hmm. and they're talking about moments passing Mm -hmm. right as they go underneath a bridge and Mm -hmm. they're kind of like in darkness while they're pausing Mm -hmm. and then they come out on the other side in lightness and it would just been perfect cinematography to let that moment be the moment that they're in darkness and then as they come through the light they see the light and realize that it's not right but of course then you wouldn't have the second half of the movie but Mm -hmm. i was like man what a fucking wasted opportunity that could have been such a poetic shot well i think that was the point it was it was a missed opportunity that's the point yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I will say this. I loved Julia Roberts' hair in this movie. It's hundo uh, Julia <laughs> Roberts. Yeah, it's like just big and red and curly. And I wanted her hair so bad. I remember when I saw this movie, this is when I was like, I'm going to scrunch my hair. <laughs> like this is what I was like, curly hair, big hair is what I, and I still wish my hair had the volume that her hair has in this movie i think that's not even a joke i think since we're talking superficial now uh another reason that rupert everett doesn't have much of a career is because in the looks department he went from like you know super sexy leading man or you know whatever to uh he hit the fucking wall oh did he yeah he is definitely not doing the um patrick stewart or um who are some of the other people they say get better looking as they they would say that about Sean Connery and stuff like, oh yeah, you know, yeah man you just get better looking the older you not the case with Rupert Everett oh well maybe he's does a lot of voiceover now <laughs> I, don't <know. laughs> I don't know I don't know I mean I'm not taking anything away from his talent and I personally don't care about his looks I, I think you know it should be based on his acting skills but i i definitely see that people wouldn't be swooning over him yeah he's aging like fucking john cleese oh <laughs> poor john cleese. he's got them british jeans you know what are you gonna do we've got those british jeans so be careful yeah but i'm getting better looking every year aren't i you're so sexy i know i like i am gr- yeah i yes <laughs> you're right and you know what you're very humble too I'm pretty much the most humble. Mm-hmm. Most F. I think my 50s are going to be like my peak decade. I can see that. I would agree. I'm going to be your dirty daddy. Don't you ever fucking say that to me ever again. <laughs> <laughs> or we're getting a divorce. <laughs> no. Well, then don't say nasty shit like that. Okay. Ugh, that was gross. And I think you know that. Yep. Um, so that was my best friend's wedding. Yeah. And it was, you know, it was time spent. 
It was time spent. It's an hour and 40 minutes or so. And, you know, that's probably uh, about an hour and 35 minutes too long. Yeah. Paul Giamatti is in this. In yeah. one scene. He's uh, the bellman. Mm-hmm. Um, where Because Julia Roberts is in the hallway smoking while Michael is breaking up with Kimmy. Or yelling at her. Whatever. He yells at her a lot. Yeah, he flies he, off the handle constantly, and she's always like, "I'm so sorry. You're so right, and I'm so." I'm like, she's really. Do you think those characters would still be married today? Fucking no, hell to the no, yeah. unless they went to a ton of couples therapy. Yeah, but no, I don't. I mean, I feel like they might be a makeup break, you know, makeup and breakup kind of couple because that kind of seems to be their thing, where you know they separate and get back together separate get back together who knows but i don't i really don't think they would still be married he definitely has an affair with julia roberts like or she somebody. said that line about like our except hot for our, affair yeah or hot affair twice a year she's definitely like even though she quote unquote redeems herself at the end she's yeah. still you know she's still 100 percent still in love with him and you know if there was an opportunity she would definitely take it between the wedding and the reception she finger blasted herself thinking about him probably well on that note i don't think i could make it any more base what just base humor oh yeah yeah lowbrow beyond lowbrow yeah it's on the ground (laughs) yeah got it got it yeah i got it all right well you know I'm Watch glad I got to see what is considered an iconic romantic comedy, mm-hmm. even yeah. though I would much rather watch Isn't It Romantic 500 times than watch this one more time. That's fair. Yeah. But I think next time I watch Isn't It Romantic, I'm going to appreciate it even more having seen this. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. This is only available on Netflix until April 30th, and then it goes off, and I don't know what Shame. I know. So I don't know what streaming platform it will be on after that, if any. I love, when I said shame, it made me think of uh, Human Resources and Big Mouth. I love the fact that this very accomplished, serious actor who is not known for comedy at all, David Thewlis, plays the shame wizard. yeah, yeah. And says some of the most ridiculous lines. Yes. It's very fun. Okay, that was a weird Um, tangent. So, if you want to watch anything about this movie, just watch the title scene on YouTube. It's actually (laughs) super cute and fun. And And watch the dinner scene. Yeah, and watch the dinner scene. You kind of get the gist of it. Um, You don't really need the rest. And if you want to watch a good romantic comedy, watch Isn't It Romantic or Always Be My Maybe. Always Be My Maybe is so good. Ali Wong, Randall Park, and Keanu Reeves. (laughs) So fun. Are there romantic comedies that you think are actually worth watching? Let us know in our Facebook group. And as always, you can follow us on Instagram as well, where Allison posts. uh, There's no doubt going to be pictures of Julia Roberts' hair. Mm -hmm. Um, Apparently, the wedding dress from this was used on Friends for, uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, The Rachel hair person. I've never watched one episode of Friends. This wedding, that wedding dress was used on someone from Friends? Yeah. On an episode of Friends, someone gets married on Friends? 
I mean, a bunch of people get married. I don't know. It was one of the trivia things. I fucking hated that dress. Oh, okay. It was so ugly. I didn't understand the, like, armpit flowers. If you held up three wedding dresses, (laughs) I would have a one in three chance of, Um, like, I would never remember. There are flowers coming out of Cameron Diaz and Julia Roberts' armpits for some reason. Isn't that how all wedding dresses are? Fucking no. All I know is what your wedding dress looked like Mm -hmm. because it was fucking awesome. Thanks. And you were beautiful in it. And that's the only wedding dress I need to care about. All right. That's fair. All right. Well, until next week. Bye. Bye.